Welcome to the Answers for Elders radio show. Meet the trusted experts who will give you straight answers and will help guide you on the path of later life care. Now, here's your host, founder, caregiver, and CEO, Suzanne Newman. And welcome back, everyone, to the Answers for Elders radio network with Rebecca Bowman from SASH Services. And we are talking about emotional family dynamics that go on during times of change. And most certainly, if you have, if, if you're a part of a family and have been listening to Sour, you're learning a lot about how family dynamics can play through different personality types. And maybe you've even seen yourself in a few of these scenarios <laughs> or descriptions. And it's also a really good thing, I think, for all of us to encourage, you know, how how do we, um, number one, if we fit one of these descriptions, how are we perceived amongst each other? And I think there's there's so many things that we can learn from this. And Rebecca, so thank you so much for kind of summarizing this. So we're in our last segment. And we've talked about the different family dynamics. Um, how, you know, I, I'm curious, and I know you're going to talk now this hour, the difference between an only child and multiple siblings. And that's a whole other piece of this, isn't it? It really is. And I think both groups envy each other. And so I see this over and over again, where in a family with multiple siblings, and of course, as the real estate broker, I'm working with all the siblings that are involved in all of their uh, spouses and everyone. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, oh my gosh, this is so complicated having eight people, all with different opinions, all, you know, who want different things for mom, eight people want her to go live in eight different places. I wish that I was an only child and I could just make up the, my mind, yeah, make the decisions for her and not have anyone to argue with over it, not have any armchair quarterbacks telling me what to do. And then I hear from only children who basically have 100% of the responsibility on their shoulders to handle everything. They are the financial POA. They're the health POA. They're managing the care. They're driving mom or dad to doctor's appointments. They're figuring things mm -hmm. out. And they say, gosh, this is when I wish I had siblings because then I could delegate some of these responsibilities. It wouldn't just be on me. Yeah. And it's so, it's fun because, you know, the grass is always greener. And so these two groups look at each other and wish that they were in each other's mm -hmm. shoes. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, mm -hmm. there's pros and cons to both. And when you are in a family that's really communicative and people help each other and cooperate, that is a huge asset. It can also be very frustrating to be the devoted advocate in a big family and have eight armchair quarterbacks telling you what to do. Um, <laughs> and so True. when I talk to only children and they, you know, talk about how they wish they had siblings, often I'll say to the only children, you know what? you're actually in a really enviable position. Yes, it's a lot. Yes, there's a, a lot of responsibility on your shoulders, but you don't have anyone second guessing you, judging you, telling right. you what you should or shouldn't do, making you feel bad. And so, uh, you know, it can really be a benefit to be an only child. You're not getting in arguments over, you know, other people's opinions when they don't know what they're doing. So absolutely true. 
right. Who does the roll top desk go to, you know, big fights uh, ensue. And so there are different dynamics, but whether you're in a big family with a lot of siblings or you're an only child, you still need support around you. You need positive support. You need guidance. You need help. You need people that affirm you and validate you because you're in a really important role and your job is very significant in the life of your senior loved one. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what kind of dynamic you're coming from, if you don't have support, seek it out and set it up in a structure around you so that you have all the help you need. And that kind mm-hmm. of segues into our last topic, isn't it, Suzanne, um, about being a caregiver. And if you are a caregiver, Suzanne and I just want to really emphasize to you You've got to get breaks. You've got to have balance. You've got to have boundaries. Um, don't fall into that super easy, slippery slope of being everything to that senior loved one until there's really nothing left of you. Right. Um, I always tell um, caregivers, the fact that you think you're not burned out doesn't mean you don't need to take a break. And, and that's one of the things, it's much more difficult once you burn out to get your, you know, yourself refreshed. It's better that you take um, a me day, (laughs) you know, um, you know, if it's once a week, if it's for, you know, an afternoon a week, if it's something, make sure that you set a time for you. And I think part of that is setting healthy boundaries with mom or dad. And we've talked about this before. I've talked about this to, to ad nauseum, but it keeps coming up. I know that I frequent several caregiver groups on Facebook, you know, and the, the number one thing is, is you can't give to somebody from an empty vessel. You right. just can't do it. And, and this is how many times do, you know, I hear the desperation in people's voices of, I, you know, I can't do this and I can't, and my mom expects me to do this. And you know what? Every single thing you do is a choice. You have to understand that. And that I think is the most important thing about all this. Yes, because what good will you be to your mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or uncle or auntie in four months when you're completely burned out? And I think a lot of caregivers feel like they shouldn't even take a vacation. Mm -hmm. They feel guilty for taking time off. They They feel judged by other people if they look like they're having fun doing something else in their life, you Mm -hmm. know, taking the trip. There should be no apology for going and having those refreshments yeah to your soul to your body to sleep and that's where we go back to the theme where we started where you need to build a team of professionals and helpers around you mm-hmm. so you have someone to call and a lot of assisted living communities retirement communities have what they call respite care i didn't know about this when i was a caregiver a lot of families yeah. don't know about this but you can just have mom or dad stay in a retirement community just for seven days. Yeah. And they've got people there. There's three squares a day. There's you know <clears throat> people there to take care of them. There's a little bit of an expense to being there, but then you don't feel like you're leaving mom alone in her home for those seven right. days. Right. And I think that's the thing. It's, it's understanding that no matter how important that person care is on your shoulders 
you caring for yourself has to come number one. And, and that's the thing I think that care people that are caregivers often forget Um, they put themselves last, which is nuts. It's like, you can't, you have to understand that there are people, um, yes, that depend on you, but if you are not dependable to yourself, you can't be dependable to anybody else. And if you're in a family where you've been asking for help from your siblings, you've been asking for financial assistance to be able to have Mm -hmm. these breaks and you're not getting it, then just go outside and build a different kind of village of support for yourself. There's no sense in expecting something from family that aren't willing to give it. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. a hard realization to come to is that devoted advocate going, got it. So you're never going to give me a break. (laughs) Um, And so instead of just resigning yourself to that, Mm -hmm. start looking for home care, for respite care, for um, other kinds of professional assistance Mm -hmm. in the situation. And if there's not the resources, you know, to pay for it in cash, there's a lot of community resources. There's nonprofits, there's government assistance. I didn't even know, Suzanne, my grandfather being a veteran, he qualified for so many services. Yes, we never, attendance. yes. We never took advantage of it. We were paying huh. out of pocket for home care for him. Oh my goodness. We, we could have had that. And I yes, could have had a lot more care and support for me than I even knew was possible. I thought everything I get, I have to pay with my little nickels. And mm-hmm. I didn't have very many as a 25 year old. So my, you know, I sort of preach this to families is get help, get a team around you, get professionals mm-hmm. around you. If it's not your family, build other folks so that you don't burn out and you're here for the long run. And I, I'm going to, um, you know, throw in a little bit of a, a side note too. Um, make your loved ones, a physician, um, your advocate too. Um, one of the things that I used to do when, what I learned later on when I was caregiving is when my mom, um, you know, when I was taking care with, of her and going to, uh, doctor visits with her, you know, I would write a note to the doctor of anything that I had a concern about. I would put it in a white envelope. And when I checked my mom in, I would hand that Mm -hmm. envelope and the check-in, my mom had no idea what I was giving, nor did she care. But the thing was, is that the doctor then did all the stuff like saying, you know, I think we need to do this and this, and I could sit there quiet and not, not, um, get in the middle of it, but I began a great dialogue. So when there was, you know, care, you know, home health that needed to happen when there was sit different physical therapy issues or things like that dietitians that need to come forward the doctor could recommend them and they're paid for so smart that's such a great recommendation Suzanne yeah yeah that really aligns with everything that we're saying which is that you were reaching out for help outside Mm -hmm. of you and getting professionals around you to support you in your Mm -hmm. position Mm -hmm. um so even if siblings weren't there you know to help you could still take care of your mom's needs but you weren't doing it alone Yes. You were getting helpers around you, which is yes. so important. And a doctor's order that says you need assisted living, <laughs> that takes the burden off that? of you. So right. you don't go. be the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to be. No, so that's you, the point. You, you know, bring 
it's okay. It does take a village. It takes people to come around you to help you. You know, this is not a one person job. And I think this is what we're saying. Exactly. Yes. So Rebecca, how do we reach you one last time? Families can learn more about our services at sashservices.com or sashrealty.com. And thank you so much, Suzanne, for having me on your show. Rebecca, you are the best. And I love having you on. I love our dialogue. And, you know, there is never a time that we're not on the same page, which is so great. And it's always nice to have a, a partner in in so many things that are, you know, who's in it for the right reasons, that's there to advocate for our families and our seniors and our loved ones. And, you know, to each and every one of you that are listening to this broadcast, um, you know, it's very difficult in a time of transition. And certainly something like this, it's nice to know that there are people out there like Rebecca that will be there for you and that will help hold your hand through the process because this is not, not an easy thing to go through alone. So thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you. And to each and every one of you, until next time, be good to each other. We at Answers for Elders thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.